And then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's uh, the, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others will. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our manifestation journey. My name is Samantha. My name is Michaela. And we live together with our husbands and children. In the fall of 2019, we decided to go on our manifestation journey. On this journey, we didn't really know what laid ahead of us. No, we did not. And then everything happened. We started using law of attraction strategies. We started listening to podcasts. We were reading all of the books. We were doing all of the meditations. And we found more than we could have ever dreamed of. And we know that more is on its way to us. So you can go back to episode one and follow us on this journey because we started not knowing anything. And now we have, we feel like our journey is blossoming. And after all, if you do really like what you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, you can eventually turn it, uh, you could eventually become a master of it. It's the only way to become a master of something, you really will it. We're tired of people not living their dream lives. We're tired of it. <laughs> We're here to tell you your dream life is possible, what you desire desires you, and we are here to help you get into alignment with what you really want and ask for more and receive more and become the best version of yourself and live a life that inspires other people and helps other people and raises the vibration of the planet and makes this world a better place. It all sounds bumper sticker after school special and it's not. That's what we're here to tell you. It's not. Like it's real. It's real. We live it every day. It's better than I visualized. Mm -hmm. It's more magical. It's more exciting and we know we are just getting started. Yeah. We can't wait to show you and ourselves what's possible and just add to the magic that has been our manifestation journey. We know how valuable time is, so we're really grateful that you've chosen to spend some of your time with us. Thank you and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to our manifestation journey. My name is Mickey. And my name is Sam. And we are your hosts. And we just had a really amazing conversation with mm-hmm. our friend Derek. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. We met Derek through a abundance group. It's like I explain it on our uh, Instagram account, but it's basically we've joined this community um, and he's the only male in the group. So it's all women and him. <laughs> And he is wildly supportive of yeah each of our journeys. Yeah. And we're very supportive of his journey. So um, we were instantly intrigued by him because here he's showing up to a gr- group of women um, who Talking don't... about like woo-woo stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just very unsuspecting. Just a very unsuspecting person. You just never would expect him to be mm-hmm. in this group so we're instantly intrigued and 
anytime he talks, we're just like, wow, this is really fun. And he just has such a wonderful energy about him. We had to have him on our podcast and it was so good. Like just juicy. There is, he is going to blow your mind. Like he says things that we've always wanted to hear, but you didn't know that you wanted to hear it. Right. It's a really good way of wording that. He's gonna I think s- just particularly coming from a dude. Yeah. Right? Because we're, I mean, you're used to women saying this stuff, mm-hmm. but he says things. And that- it's like, oh, like, <laughs> I didn't know it could be this way. Well, I didn't even, like you said, I didn't even know I wanted to hear that. Yeah. And then he says it and you're like, oh, oh this man. is so attractive. Yes. And what's... It, we're talking about masculine and feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so attractive, the way that he speaks. So just dive in. Like, I, I'll, honestly, I don't even want to, like, give you very much because yeah. I just want you to dive into yeah. this episode and me leaving you on <laughs> the cliffhanger yeah. because it's, I'm, obviously, I'm not going to do it justice and you yeah. just need to listen to his way of describing masculine and feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his, I would say his definition of what it means to be a man. Right. That's kind of where the conversation goes. And, you know, sort of disclaimer, you know, we, and we do say this in the podcast, but we are talking from heteronormative perspective. So that's, I think that's an important thing to sort of remember off the hop as he starts speaking. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great really good really (laughs) rich really dense really like juicy is the word that I want to use like it is just it's a lot of fun and get ready to hear some things that you didn't know you needed to hear yeah (laughs) some things that'll turn you on (laughs) I don't know how else to say it no but it's true almost like on a vibrational level vibrational level exactly like it's like yeah. When you say attractive, yeah. it's like that law of that, attraction, that, that that vibration. Exactly. Frequency level. Yeah. He says words and you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. So, I mean, we can't give him a better introduction than that. No. You can just listen to him. Uh, if you want to find Derek, um, I'll put his Instagram in the show notes so you can DM him if you love this episode. Um, we know you're going to love it. So, Yeah. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to our manifestation journey. I'm Mickey. <laughs> I'm Sam. And we have a special guest with us today. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's me. Derek. This is Derek. Um, Sam, you met Derek first. I did? Yeah. You weren't in the group? No. Oh, no, you weren't. Yeah. Okay, so. Sam's going to introduce Derek. Yeah, so I have mentioned on our Instagram briefly, I think, that we are a part of a sacred economy or an abundance group. And it's really cool how it all worked, like how we could probably dive into the whole group here because we haven't talked about it on our podcast. You're right, we haven't. Um, So we meet once a week on Zoom for an hour and we we support each other, we we just kind of like it's like a life check-in group it's really cool and um there's also this practice of giving and receiving money um 
So my friend Rachelle invited me to join this group. She thought that I would really, really enjoy it. And I really, really, really do. Um, and then, so I've been in it for a few months and part of being in the group is inviting new people in. And um, up until this point, it was all women. And Yaz invited Derek and brought in, Derek just brought in whole new energy that we totally needed in the group and then I invited you Mickey, mm -hmm. yeah. to join and I'm like oh my gosh you have to meet Derek it's just like a bunch of girls and then Derek like it's just such a contrast of feminine and masculine energy yes yes and um it's so interesting even to see on a screen like all these like new age vibey women mm -hmm. and then a masculine form and then a lumberjack and then a lumberjack <laughs> you're like what's he doing here we do need to mention like the way Derek looks it I mean if you're watching this because we've decided we're going to post these these zoom calls on YouTube so you can watch them there but if you're not what like you don't know what Derek looks like and like you're this burly, like strong dude who's associated with the Navy SEALs, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we'll have to get into that. You'll we'll get into that. You're going to mean, tell that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very loosely associated. <laughs> yeah. But. yeah. I mean, but that just says it all. Like, it's like, who is this guy? Unsuspecting, like, this totally. unsuspecting soul in this group. Yeah. This isn't somebody that you would like peg. Yeah. To like, be you're a part not of, like, like a new age um you know woo woo group yeah like you don't have like you know a piece of wood in your ear and like you know beads around you all <laughs> being very stereotypical you make your own right clothes now. i don't know like this is what we are like the boys in the woo woo community kind of this look is like the images that we've been given <laughs> and, we're, we're, and, and it's not I, I don't walk around in a white tunic with long hair and, yeah. right right yeah. right but that's it's important it's important to mention it because like sam says like you're you're what you bring to the table is so unique and so special and in my opinion shouldn't be so unique in this world right which is why you sir have been invited <laughs> to our podcast <laughs> so welcome. excellent um so we should stop talking and give yeah. Derek some time to talk so <laughs> Derek, um tell us tell us a little bit about you tell us how like you got interested in this world what led you to this group um and a little bit of your sort of backstory uh all right there's a lot there uh because I have a, like a very long and interesting story. I have a lot of people who are like, you're just the Dos Equis guy's most interesting man in the world in training, aren't you? Um, but to start with our group that we're in, uh, as you said, my dear friend Yoss invited me into the group. Uh, she and I have been part of a leadership training program. We both were employed by the company for a while. And we also, uh, we're on a team together. We, we played in the space. We grew. We've seen the best of each other. We've seen all of the challenges in each other's lives. We've been there to support each other. Um, I just, Yoss is one of my most favorite people in the world. And so 
really what brought me into the group and had me interested in the group was Yoss being like, hey, you want to like see me on a Zoom call every week? And I was like, yeah, what do I got to do? Like, <laughs> I didn't really like know a whole ton about like the whole energy of the group other than the fact that I knew that I was going to be the only male in the group and um, that Yoss was going to be there. And that was, you know, it's really all that I cared about. That's what brought me in there. And then what, so you're, you were chosen for a leadership uh, program. So like you're, you're interested in this, like you, you've been doing some like life coaching and I just, what's your background with that? Like how, how did you find that? And you know, why are you interested in it? I think the very beginning of like my personal development journey would be me finding the book Buddhist Bootcamp by Timber Hawkeye. And it is an audiobook that for some reason, while I would ride my motorcycle was just like the perfect thing for me to listen to. So I've probably listened to that audiobook 10 times mm-hmm. on very long road trips on my motorcycle. And that is what really started getting me into the space of looking within myself. And this leadership program, I have two friends who had joined it and I was at their house for not necessarily a Halloween party, but more of just a Halloween gathering. And I was going through some challenging times in my life and based on the conversations that we were having, they thought that this program that they were going through uh, would be beneficial to me. So they talked to me about it and I joined that. And that was really my first introduction to, I guess if you want to call it the real personal development world. Prior to that, like I knew who Tony Robbins was and I knew that Tony Robbins events were a thing. But other than that, like, kind of like you're saying, like, to me, I'm originally from Minnesota. And so a life coach is just something that those woo-woo hippies out in California would get. Like, I didn't even really think it was a real thing, really, outside of Tony Robbins. And so going through that program really opened my eyes to this whole universe of personal development and within the first day or two of that program, I started to see shifts in the way that I was viewing the world and how, more importantly, how I had been viewing the world and how those old views were getting me exactly where I was, which was exactly where I didn't want to be. And so through that program, uh, it's called Ascension Leadership Academy. It's based in San Diego. It's now based in Austin. because I just want to stop referring to it as the program. It's a company called Ascension Leadership Academy. Um, You go through with the team. My team started with roughly 75-ish people. And it's a three-month, three-and-a-half-month-long process. And at a certain point, you get the opportunity to be a leader on that team and support your teammates and coach your teammates. And when I did that it was surprising to me to find out how naturally it came to me and how the people that I was going through the process with responded to my coaching. And it seemed like I just kind of had a natural knack for it. Mm -hmm. And so 
as I was going through that program, before I even graduated the program, I was offered the opportunity to coach one of the next teams going through. So I started coaching for them before I even finished my process as a student. And that's when it really all kicked in and became very clear that like, oh, this is what I need to be doing in my life. Um, we can talk more about all of the other aspects of my life, but there's a pattern in my life of looking to support and help other people. And I didn't know what venue or what like vehicle was the right one for me. And when I went through ALA, I found like, oh, it's life coaching. I just never knew it. Hmm. How long have you been doing this for? Like, when did your journey start? It'll be four years in October. Okay. And so like- I feel a lot of ways like I've been doing it for a while and I feel like a baby in, <laughs> in this world. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just curious like about what doors opened up for you after you decided to, like you went through the program, I mean, call it the program. Um, <laughs> like what started happening for you when you started to explore it? Um, a lot. That, that's one of the positive because I'm like, where do I even start? Um, loving myself, allowing others to love me, um, feeling, finally feeling a sense of purpose and self-worth. Uh, those were a lot of like the internal things that were happening within me. Mm -hmm. Externally, uh, I was able to get into a romantic relationship, which I had been single for three or three and a half years at that point. Um, and part of that self-worth conversation was a lack of confidence. And so um, there's a lot of aspects of that that I know now were keeping me single that I didn't know back then. Um, I was also the second time that I coached a team in ALA. Uh, one of my fellow coaches that was coaching the same team as me, uh, he had a program where he was coaching online fitness professionals to organically grow their online business and he wanted to expand that into mindset coaching and what he had seen in me as a coach through coaching in that program he offered me a job to be his mindset coach and so that was my first opportunity to step into it professionally and get paid for it and start to see the results outside of that one specific area and uh yeah, I'd say those are the first big things that really opened up for me. Well, I think, I mean, the things that you're saying, like, I love that you gravitated to when we said, like, what doors open for you. And the first thing that you said was internal stuff. And that is basically the motivation and the reason for us wanting to have this conversation with you is we want to talk about your understanding and perspective of the divine masculine um we've been joking because you have this phrase that we both love <laughs> uh and it says fuck that guy um and <laughs> we want i i want to hear you speak a little bit more about that 
um, you know, you can speak a little about like your, your role in the group, like the abundance group that we're all part of. Um, I don't know, like, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on the divine masculine and your role as a man on this planet? <laughs> oh man, that's such a big question. <laughs> My thoughts on the divine masculine, I would say in society as a whole, is I see it fading and I see it being suppressed in many ways. And it's actually, I had a conversation with somebody else that's, that's in our abundance group about the masculine and feminine balance and how even as people in this personal development world going through these programs and how there's so much focus on stepping into your true self, I have witnessed a lot of emasculation of men. Um, for me, the phrase toxic masculinity is one of the worst phrases that we have in our society right now. I truly don't believe that toxic masculinity exists. I believe in kind of a four quadrant system of there's masculine light energy, masculine dark, feminine light, and feminine dark. And we all have all aspects of that within us and we flow through them throughout the day and there's just assholes <laughs> everything that we frame as toxic masculinity when you look at it and you if you're just gonna like let's sum up all of this toxic masculinity that guy's an asshole and a lot of what starts the toxic masculinity i feel is feminine dark energy when men feel threatened in those quadrants for us like a little bit can you define because i think that'll help makes me want to get my notebook out and look at what i've actually <laughs> filled in um, so masculine light energy or healthy masculine energy to me is strong it's confidence it's protecting it's providing it is supportive it is um pulling it's it's the frame it's the structure uh masculine dark energy is violent it's angry it is uh i mean those are the two big ones let's see what else can i come up with um it's heavy it's dark it's um it's depressed, it is a victim energy. Mm. Uh, the feminine light is love, tenderness, compassion. Uh, it's the, the warm embrace, it's the, the feeling of home, the feeling of family, um, the endless support of the cheerleading, the flowing nature, um, not the lack of rigor and structure, it's creation. Uh, feminine dark energy to me is jealousy it is uh backstabbing back, um going behind people's back like women abuse each other emotionally so much <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> when women are in their dark or unhealthy energy um that like men will get physical and they'll physically fight with each other when the fight is over typically the fight is over but we know that like women go after each other like psychologically and emotionally <laughs> and it's it's pretty crazy yeah, yeah. right 
Okay. And so helpful. I guess that would be a little bit of a summary of those four quadrants yeah. for me. Yeah, that's helpful. So you were using those quadrants to explain uh, toxic masculinity. Yes. So I feel like for men to get into that unhealthy dark energy, it often starts as the feminine dark energy. There's a jealousy there. There's I did security at a bar for a long time and almost every single fight that I broke up was look, I disrespected me. And I'm like, okay, who is this person? I'm like, I don't know who that is. He just disrespected me and I can't have that. And so it's it's this feeling belittled and feeling jealous, wanting what somebody else has. And then that brings up all of these suppressed emotions that so many men have because we're told to man up and to not feel. Mm -hmm. And maybe that guy actually wants to cry, but it's gonna come out as violence. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so like, and you've said that you're seeing this like on a rise, is that how you feel? Like there's, or no, there was something else that you said that was on a rise. Like the suppression of the healthy masculine. Yeah, so Um, what does the healthy masculine look like? Is that the quadrant? No, it's more like, like, what does that look like in balance? Oh, okay. In balance, it is a, it's truly a balance between healthy masculine and healthy feminine, but it's, it's that confidence. It's the assuredness. It's the ability to take action and move forward. And I feel like I see a lot of, healthy men that are told to take their energy down. I'm sure that it's the, I think of, I always think of it with in feminine terms, actually, where like a confident woman was seen as a bitch because she's willing to speak her mind. And so it's that if a man is sure of something and he wants to take action, he becomes an asshole and it's toxic masculinity mm-hmm. that is creating him to do whatever this thing is um i feel like i'm not doing a great job of explaining this actually that sounds no no you're you're explaining it you're explaining it yeah because i think my biggest question the reason like we want to bring you on here is because we feel like this conversation is missing from this spirituality community and we want to talk to you and hopefully you know if there are any men that listen to our podcast give them a sense of what it looks like to step into the divine masculine and what it looks like to like encourage them to like make it okay to explore this and to make it normal for a man to say that he's tapping into the light feminine side of him and the light masculine side of him right like we need to make this accessible Mm -hmm. so that's why we wanted to talk to you because we feel like you um have done some work around this you know like you're 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 coaching men and helping them cry (laughs) like you know like so that's what I'm trying to get from you is to explain kind of what the motive is there and to explain the types of actions men can take in order to explore this other side of themselves 
I feel like step one is listen to Sometimes I Cry by Chris Stapleton. If you've ever heard that song. <laughs> I haven't great. heard I that song. No, I, I know that's a country singer. Yeah. So I don't see yep. a lot of country. So, I mean, Chris. I don't know. Is that the song? He's a, he's a very manly looking man as well. And this mm. whole, this song is, has so much emotion to it. And the way that he sings, like you feel that he, sometimes he really fucking cries mm. and he embraces the fact that he cries and I feel like men are not given permission for that anymore it is man up toughen up suck it up and that just doesn't work I I did that for so long and I went into ALA <laughs> being like yeah you know my tear ducts are broken I haven't cried in years and years and years like this, this just doesn't work and about halfway through the program I was like my tear ducts are definitely broken I'm watching Jumanji and I'm crying <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> because I it's, it's so beautiful at the end they got out of the game and they all met in the nerd <laughs> with the cute girl and it was just so beautiful you're so, right <laughs> Amen, brother <laughs> I love that <laughs> yes oh my god and that is not a weakness that is a strength right like we need to talk about 100 percent. yeah yes like it's, we need yeah. to allow men to feel all of their feelings uh I've heard some women say that it makes them uncomfortable to see men cry which i find very interesting um and not supportive in bringing out this healthy masculine i i just i don't know what the answer is um i love that I, yeah it's like it's a lot of it is creating a a brotherhood of like-minded men around you mm. who are willing to let you feel all of those emotions to let you cry to let you feel all of those feelings and as you guys know it is important i find it very important for men to find a sisterhood around them because women are so much more in tune with their emotions that for me a large part of going through that program was almost being able to mimic how women were reacting to like see how this input created this output for somebody else and okay i'm starting to feel something in my body and what does that mean and like, oh, somebody else is expressing it in this way. Is that a way that I want to express it? And so being able to see women who are themselves confident to cry in front of their loved ones, their friends, or anyone, and have that be the permission for men to do that, and then creating that, those men who give men, other men permission, because you know, mm. I'll cry in front of a lot of people, that's for sure. <laughs> if you need permission, men out there, I'll be your permission. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's there's there's a, a lot idea. of gold in there, by the way. Yeah, like that's such a great idea. I never even, obviously, I didn't even think of it from that perspective. Yeah. But to kind of put yourself into a, a situation where you're surrounded by people who have something that you don't, 
Mm-hmm. And actually we kind of know what that's like being living in when with a group of four. Yeah. Um, just by the fact that we live with each other and our husbands, we're able to see what we lack and what the other person has, and we can kind of use and allow that person to teach us um, mm-hmm. in some areas where we feel like we're a little bit weak and then vice versa. Um, but I really love that. Now I want to like find a, a man group. That's that what I I'm thinking. Join. I know. <laughs> Maybe Derek could hook us up with a man group. <laughs> Because how cool would that no, be? I love this idea so much. Like, I'm just like, because that's the thing. You're like, okay, now I'm so how do I find to women in this? Yes. In this. How do I find a group of men. divine masculine men? Yeah. In their masculine light. Ooh, man, you, you could make some serious money with this idea. <laughs> <laughs> do you realize how many women would sign up for this? All of all of them. <laughs> I No, I was unaware of how many women would sign up for this. No, yes. we're when I. I don't want to speak for every woman, but I think we're craving examples of men in their divine, like, energy. We're just craving this, like, we're, cra- we're craving men who cry. We're craving men who who speak their truth and who are supportive and who aren't um, insecure around us and do self-exploration and want to lead the way and want to grow and want to explore like all the things that we're saying right now are our qualities we found in you (laughs) and we're like can we make are there more of you more (laughs) of you there are more of me out there the world needs a good dose of Derek right now you know like we need a good dose of like this healthy masculine energy, right? Like we, we had a, um, a guest on a couple of weeks ago named Victoria and we had a conversation about this. Like she said, particularly she was talking about like politics in America and how, you know, the divine masculine hasn't been present. Like they haven't been properly, society hasn't been properly like fathered in a way to like lead by example and have morals and, you know, commit to your word and like all of these things that are in the divine masculine light that haven't been exemplified and we need more of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <there's>, oh. <laughs> I'll just make all the sounds right now. Um, <laughs> first of all, thank you for all of that I received. That's mm. very sweet that you see all of that in me. Um, a big part of my personal story that I think is important for men in growing in this way is be diverse in who you are and what you do. A big part of my story was whenever somebody would start to introduce me as, oh, this is my friend Derek, he blah, 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 fill in the blank. I would be like, I don't want to, like, don't put me in that box. I'm not in that box. I don't belong in that box. I'm going to go and do something that is 180 degrees opposite of that. I'm going to diversify who I am as a person because I don't want to be able to be defined by one line. I want to be a dynamic person who every time you peel back another layer, you're like, what, what, what? Come on. No, you do that too. What? Oh, what's going on? And so not being so like set in my ways and sure of who I am that I'm not willing to do something that's the polar opposite of what I'm currently doing. 
and discovering whether or not that fits into my personality and whether that is something that stays with me for weeks, months, years, or the rest of my life, at least trying and finding out, like, does this fit? And so I think we've lost a lot of holding each other high in society. So my first fuck that guy rant that you guys experienced <laughs> yes, was please explain that. Yeah, like yes, your audience gets to hear this, especially if it's mostly women, because I want action to be taken. Yeah. Tell <laughs> this us. is your call to action, ladies. Tell the whole story. I so I feel like I see this most often in Las Vegas. I see it everywhere, but I feel like it's super obvious in Vegas. Oh, <laughs> You'll go down to the casino floor around dinner time, and you'll see a group of how like two, three, five, six girls. They're just dressed to the nines. Their hair's done. Their nails are painted. Their makeup looks amazing. They're in this amazing dress. They've got their heels on. Everything is working and flowing, and they just look gorgeous, stunning, sexy, amazing, incredible. And then the guys show up. <laughs> And these guys are usually going to be wearing jeans. They've probably put the energy in putting a button-up shirt on for the first time ever. Like, it still has the wrinkles from the folding at the manufacturer. They haven't even washed it. It's a brand new shirt. And then they've got their backwards baseball hat on because, you know, i got to represent my team, brah. And fuck that guy. <laughs> Ladies, if you are out there and you are putting that much energy and effort into looking good for your man and he shows up like that fuck that guy never go on another date with him again find a man who will get into a three-piece suit who will match your energy who will match what you are willing to put in to the relationship and find somebody who is your equal not somebody who's barely showing up for you wow and the other half of that is people only treat you as well as you force them to or not force them to but as you allow and so the sad part of that is that all of those women are allowing these men to show up in that way and they're not calling them out they're not saying go back up there and put on something nice look at me every other man in here is staring at me and you're putting in minimum effort to be next to me that's not okay and men need to hold each other high men should get out of that elevator and see the way that their women look and be like, oh, maybe take off the hat, let's do my hair, let's like put on a blazer, let's tuck in the shirt, like tuck in the shirt, iron it, do something. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where the healthy masculine is lost. We are not supporting those men and seeing that a healthy masculine man I think you guys already know this, but I, I have a background in ballroom dancing. And to me, part of the definition of a man is being able to ask a woman to dance and actually dance with her, not grinding up against her body. But like, <laughs> hey, this is how you actually like dance with a frame and how you turn a lady and how you, it's a great example of a relationship. This is how you lead a woman. I am the leader, you are the follower. I, I mean, I know where we're going. Your back is to the way that we're traveling. You get to trust me. 
I, because I've got this, I know what I'm doing. You're going to be safe. You're not going to run into anybody. Like no harm is going to come to you. And so for me, that is part of the definition of being a man. Can you actually dance with a woman? It's a very simple thing. I just think that that is such a, a beautiful way of, of describing the, the harmony mm. of masculine and feminine, because I can tell the way that you talk about it, that being in that leader dancer role, like holding a woman and, you know, um, I don't know, guiding her guiding across the, way. across the floor and having her trust you and knowing that you can support her, like really being in that, that role makes you feel really good. Like being with her in that way makes you feel really good. And hundred percent. yeah. And so, I mean, I can hundred percent like speak on behalf of women when we say that we love. Oh, yes. <laughs> being it's like so romantic it, like. it, but we love that like we love like Trusting. putting our our faith in you and like knowing that I'm going to be safe and just like being myself like I can be myself and you're going to support me the whole dance like that is very liberating for for women to know that it's not all on them to they can to, just relax to, to take control and yeah. to just you know, to direct the whole thing. It's like, we get to relax and be ourselves. And like, you get to step into a role that makes you feel really good. I really, really like it when, when like this really healthy mutual exchange happens between, not even between masculine and feminine, just like even between two people. Like, it's just such a beautiful relationship. Um, I think you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Part of me was like, is it Derek's like, like dating ad <laughs> like I'm gonna hold you lady I am single ladies <laughs> like he's just saying all the right things um there's two thoughts that I have on, then, on there, this. no okay. you go ahead Derek I want to hear what you're gonna say and then I've got my well, I was gonna say and it's when I talk about those things that are in direct opposition I remember um an ex-girlfriend that I have we went camping up near Glacier National Park in Montana. And I remember at the end of one of the nights, she was just like, I don't think you've ever been more attractive or sexy to me like than you are like right now. And that's because we, we drove from Minnesota to Montana. We found this parking spot. We, I had rented a cabin at the top of a mountain that used to be a fire lookout tower. And like my backpack weighs probably twice as much as hers. We hike three miles up to this cabin. As soon as we get there, there's an ax. I grab the ax, I start chopping wood. I start a fire. And it's like, so like ballroom dancing and being elegant, wearing suits. And also I'm gonna go out and be a savage and like start a fire with like, like I actually spent time learning how to start fires, just rubbing two sticks together. It's not a skill I'm ever gonna need it's 2021, I can use a blowtorch to start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> but I've used the, I've developed those skills of primitive fire building and going on that hike and chopping wood and doing those other healthy masculine things of I'm providing, I'm giving you security. Like 
I found this place, this shelter that we're staying at. And within this shelter, I'm going to make sure that it's warm. I'm going to put in like all of that energy. And so it's two sides of the same coin in my eyes, like being able to, there's a lot of gentle energy in the ballroom dancing leading. And there's a lot of just forceful energy when you think of something like chopping wood, like it's just right. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, well, stepping into the, the role when you're called to do it and knowing exactly what to do within it. Like you can be strong AF. Um, and ball at Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it was funny that she said it on that night because i'm like i just hiked with this heavy backpack and chopped wood and made, like I, i'm just tired and exhausted and sweaty and just want to go to bed and she's like you're so fucking sexy and i'm like, <laughs> and I'm like okay i guess i guess i can muster up some energy <laughs> oh, <laughs> so funny no, it is, uh, it's just so cool when you see like how um celebrating our roles right like being like i'm really good at this i'm like when we're when we cheer each other on for being good at what we're you know doing it lights us up it gets us more fired up right like we're like yeah i am good at that like it's just yeah i love i don't know i love that i love that the power of following your joy following your bliss like you're just doing what's coming naturally to you in a way that's supportive for other people um yeah it's just so great I like that you're, because this is the thing, and I think this is kind of what you were sort of talking about a little bit earlier. Um, I love this idea that it's okay and even enjoyable to step into an assigned gender role. Um, because that's interesting. Because, you know, there's a lot of judgment around that these days. Um, like, you know, society has conditioned us to want to do these things. And like, maybe, but also, I mean, I feel like if I was really strong, it'd be really satisfying to like chop wood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, or to like, if I was really like, you know, strong and like, I had this little petite little thing and it just trusted me and I could whisk <laughs> it around the dance floor. Like, I think I would just enjoy that. So it's like this, I don't know, like, I, I don't have a gender studies degree i'm just you know i'm not an expert in this we've field. dipped into the topic but yeah like briefly. i'm not yeah like i have an arts degree we talked a lot about gender roles in my arts degree but you know it's not i'm not an expert in this field but what i'm saying is i do believe that these gender roles for men and women have been assigned for a reason, like I do think that there is a biological need for a woman to be held um, in every sense of what that word means. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I can't speak across the spectrum of gender and I can't speak, I'm just talking about, you know, the heterosexual um, understanding of this or the heterosexual the word I'm looking for like assumptions for gender roles mm -hmm. um but I think I just think that that's interesting I think that it's interesting that I yeah and it's great that you brought that up because that actually really speaks to what I was having difficulty putting words on earlier of the uh 
emasculation of men in society or the suppression of masculinity in society of that it's i mean you guys know i'm 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 in a mastermind with all women i am all about empowering women and women stepping into the fullness and greatness of themselves and i am a huge fan of traditional gender roles and that is where i feel like that suppression is coming in of like oh well we don't need men like like let's work as many hours as men let's work as hard as men let's sacrifice like all of these familial things so that we can have these same level of achievements that men have and we can be 100% equal like men and women are just mentally and emotionally we are equal but like physically we are not equal and i would i mean maybe even emotionally we're not equal like we are two different things and rather than trying to turn us into one hodgepodge who knows mm -hmm. what this is why not what you're saying celebrate our differences and be excited for those differences right and do things that highlight our our skills and the things that we're naturally good at honestly i think at the end of the day i mean it's good that gender roles are exposed because for people who don't identify with them and you know following their joy means you know if you're a man wearing a dress then wear a dress like that's Hell what yeah. you do right like and if you're a woman and you want to, I don't know, be a lumberjack, be a lumberjack. Like, it's good that these gender roles have, like, been ruffled so that people can explore. They have full range to explore whatever feels good to them. Um, but I think, it, you know, the pendulum has swung so far the other way that it's like, no, if you identify with pink as a woman, it's okay to wear pink. You know, like, you're allowed you're allowed to identify. That doesn't mean you're just a Barbie. Right, exactly. Yeah, you like pink. Okay. My favorite color is purple as a man. You right. Know, and I have a lot of people yeah. tease me, but I don't care. It's my favorite color. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think you are free to explore your, whatever lights you up, period. Like, and if that means carrying a woman up a mountain and chopping a fire, chopping up wood for a fireboard, then that's exactly what you should do, right? Like. <laughs> I think, and it, this is kind of one of the two things that I was kind of thinking about earlier. The one was, why do you think there are these, you know, fuck that guys, these boys out there? Like, what do you think is the reason for that? And what is the antidote to it? <laughs> that second question is going to be hard to answer. <laughs> um, I would say the first one goes to part of what I was saying about people being treated only as well as they allow people to treat them. It's a lot of these boys are out there because a lot of women allow them to be boys and never grow up. Mm. And I never put the expectation on a man to like, to fill that healthy masculine role. Um, and there are also not enough examples of healthy masculine in men out there or like you're saying i so to clarify i like what you were saying like the three of us are all speaking in heteronormative adjectives and in mm, mm. gender identities because that's what the three of us know 
I'm not going to try to speak as a trans man or trans woman because that's not who I am. I'm not right. going to speak for you as women because that's not my experience. And so, right. like, I do want to make it clear that, like you said, like, I, ha I have a kilt. It's just a dress. It's just a skirt. Like, right, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anybody out there who's listening, like, fully express who you are. If it's a man wearing a dress, a woman wearing a suit, a woman wearing, like, overalls and workwear and like working on cars like awesome like be the full expression of you because you have to go to bed with you every night and so it's whether or not you can live with your decisions every night and so don't let anybody else tell you that you can't be the fullest expression of you mm -hmm. um but then circling back yeah. <laughs> so i say there aren't enough uh healthy expressions of the healthy masculine through men you could also put those other labels on it and so creating communities of men who are that example of the healthy masculine and propping those people up it's it seems like everybody knows it's a problem but nobody wants to do anything about it how our actors and our athletes are the epitome of who is essentially worshiped like a deity in our society rather than the most emotionally intelligent men and women or the people who are educating the young the best or the people who are transforming lives like these people aren't celebrated like i wish teachers were paid like professional athletes mm -hmm. and professional athletes were paid like teachers because you're just hitting the ball with a stick or putting a ball in a hoop or a puck in a net like big deal i mean it takes a lot of physical skill i certainly can't do it if i could i'd be paid like them <laughs> and i probably wouldn't be saying this <laughs> but truly we need to start propping up thought leaders in our society and the people who are the healthy displays of their their genders and their expressions of themselves. And I'm actually, I want to pull some, uh, pull up a quote that I love that I don't love it enough to have it memorized. But, um, <laughs> it's a society that separates its scholars from its warriors will have thinking done by cowards and fighting done by fools. Uh, whoa. And okay, I think that, that we are dangerously <laughs> wow. close to that. Yeah. Can you say that one more time? Yes. Say it one more time. I've never. The, soci the society that separates its scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting by fools. Wow. Wow. Who said it? Does it say? Worth the Google. We'll figure it out. We'll Google it. It does say, I just cannot pronounce okay. it. Phaclides? Oh. Um, oh. oh, it's from 460 to 400 BC. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an ancient. Philosopher. Yeah. Yeah. That is brilliant. Wow. That's kind of, I feel like that kind of sums up our, uh, <laughs> our call. We're done for today. No, no, no. The, the world <laughs> we're living in. <laughs> you know yeah it really does explain some things i guess explain some things like what we have been valuing um has obviously been showing up a lot and what we're not valuing hasn't been showing up right like 
Um, and it is up to us to change it. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, like, because we are, our, this is our manifestation journey. Um, there's been talk of, I've noticed kind of in the, this realm of, you know, women trying to adopt more of a masculine energy in order to manifest. Um, what do you mm. think about that? Like, what is your I mean, so I, when you guys asked me to be on this podcast, I was like, I'm not all that much of like, I I, I posted in our, uh, something in our group chat about people calling me a master manifester, but I don't really know what that means. I don't, I'm not (laughs) certain how I define manifestation. And I've said many times, like I'm new to the, the more woo-woo side of the world. Um, and so I'm interested to hear how you guys define mm. manifestation and that may support me in my answer. Well, for Can me, I say what I said yeah. yesterday? You, you talk and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. So I think, and I could be totally wrong, but I had this idea yesterday that women are into manifestation because we our energy is very free-flowing and like action doesn't come naturally um it's more like an effort for us to be like action oriented and i think that this action oriented comes naturally to men so like the hustle and grind mentality actually works because like you know they're like all i have to do is go out there and get it and then like, I just put my mind to it and I just, you know, put my nose to the floor and I just go out and get it. And I, I beat the pavement and I get it done and it gets done. So like manifestation isn't really a part of my life because I just like get it done. Right. But for women, that's not like a natural, it feels really uncomfortable to be that hustle grind, like go out there and it doesn't, that doesn't feel natural. So like we, I I think that we explore manifestation because we're looking for alternative ways to get what we want. Um, But I'm curious about women leaning into more of a masculine energy in order to manifest faster. I don't know if it's a thing. This Um, is leaning towards what I'm, what I'm going to say. Okay. Because (laughs) what's really helped me No, this is really helpful because Derek, when you were talking about these four quadrants and I've never really heard of these quadrants before, women are looking for the the light masculine right and that's what helps you manifest not the dark masculine right and not the dark feminine which are I've never heard those terms before and it's like very clarifying for me obviously I kind of knew and had a had a sense of masculine versus feminine energy and the you know the dark sides of sort of any side of energy but I've never heard it put that way in those four quadrants before and so to me, that's the role, that's the lesson, like learning what the quadrants are and recognizing how you feel in them and knowing that the more that you're in your light feminine and your light masculine, the closer you are to manifesting what you want. I also want to mention when we had a, a guest, we haven't posted this podcast yet, but one thing that um, Katie J said, she's a manifester. She said, white men are the best manifestors because they're they've never been told that they can't have something like it's 
it's exemplified for you. There's all these like super successful rich white guys out there. And it's just like, they're the lead actors. They're, you know what I mean? Like there's just so many examples of successful, I'm using quotation, I'm using air quotes, but you can't see that. Um, <laughs> successful white men. Um, so it's so much easier. So like to answer that question too, like women, it's, I mean, for white women, obviously it's easier. And then, you know, as, as it diversifies, it's more challenging for people because of that, the image, the representation. Um, so I can't remember where I was going with that, but I think that's the reason why it's hard when you, when you talk to men that are like, I'm into manifestation. They're like, what? Just go get what you want. I don't understand. <laughs> like what's in your way, you know? Because it's yeah, so I'm so happy that I asked this question because yeah, you did just clarify and reinforce my thoughts a lot when people started saying that I was a master manifester. I'm like, I put in a lot of hard fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> like I've because when I think of manifestation coming from my the world that I was in and new to this energetic space, I think of the book The Secret, and it's like I'm going to have the vision board <laughs> and I'm going to look at the vision board and then all of a sudden money's going to rain down on me and I'm, the house I'm sitting in is just going to change. The, all of a sudden I'm going to be living on a lake and the boat's just going to be there and the car's going to be in the driveway. And all I had to do was look at that vision board and I manifested it. And that's where I'm like, no, like that <laughs> if that's what manifestation is, manifestation isn't real. And so yes i like exactly what you're saying the healthy masculine is that doing energy it's that moving forward it's it's just the do 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 that's definitely the healthy masculine and so like what you're asking samantha i would say that yes for women to be in that manifestation state i would say that it is important to discover what the healthy masculine is within them because when i talk about those quadrants too like you should each do it separately and then see what you wrote in each of the four quadrants because we're all going to identify those things mm. in different ways there's typically always some overlap but there is a lot of diversity in what um, we each find in those light and dark energies and just know that the healthy masculine is a doing energy and so yes ladies i would say step into that healthy masculine and don't be afraid of that healthy masculine and get into the doing it was i always uh people who've known me for a long time know that one of the phrases i've always had a problem with is that everything happens for a reason and i'm a very analytical person i was like okay yeah this happened for this like a happened because of b b happened because of c <laughs> c because of d d e f like i can trace back all of the like steps to which created this thing to happen so Yes, everything happens for a reason, but I feel that that gives away a lot of human agency and power that I have to create and to do. And so I never liked that saying because I felt that took my power away. Mm -hmm. For me, there was always power in, uh, I went to a, a military high school and I advanced like through the ranks of the military system at our high school because it was like, if you do X, you'll get why if you do why you'll get z and so i was like oh okay if i just have to do this and this i can get that like i got these steps down i'm not manifesting like these new ranks and these new 
positions in the system. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the steps. I, I didn't just become like the lieutenant in my company. Like it didn't, it didn't just happen for a reason. It happened because of the last three years of the work that I put in. Right, right. I do want to mention, this is something that's really interesting and it's, it's kind of a roundabout thought. So just sort of give me a second to piece this all together. Um, so what's interesting to me is women, I think, really jump into manifestation because your reward is a feeling, right? So like, it's all about feeling. That's what manifestation is all about. Like you go towards things that make you feel good. And so I can't remember where I heard this, whether it was in the book, like the pussy book that we read. Okay. Or I can't remember. I know. That's not just a fun statement for a man to hear, like the pussy book we read. Pussy you book, know, yeah. No, it's it's a really good book. It's really it's really, really good. It's about women basically aligning with their sexual energy and that like all of the energy of life force is in that area of a woman's body. Um, so and this is something too, when I was like talking about the two points that I wanted to talk about earlier, when you guys talking about like structure and the frame and the flow and the trust, like this is such an important conversation with women when it comes to them in the bedroom, because like a woman can't have a successful orgasm unless she feels like she can 100% trust and surrender. And the man, you know, wants, wants obviously that goal. And this is what I was saying. I can't remember what that book, but it's like, maybe it was a podcast that I heard. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So it was like men, you know, they're really good at focusing on one thing. That's why they say women are really good at multitasking, which to me, it's kind of true, but like, not really. Um, men are good at focusing on like the point, right? Like, it's like, okay, this is my goal. This is what I have to do to get there. If you can help me along the way and give me like tips, tricks, and strategies, great. But like, this is the goal. This is the outcome. This is what I'm going to do to get there. So when, it, when you're with a man that's in their divine masculine, like they're going to go out of their way to make you happy because they know what the goals are and that, that like they know how to get there. And it's like, I have one directive, let's do it. Whereas women are like, we're, we pay attention to the details. That's why they said like, you know, if you put a load of laundry on the stairs, a guy will step over it because his directive is like, Something I need to get upstairs. up the stairs. Why is this stuff on the stairs? Right. Like you won't even see it. You'll just step over it because it's like, no, I'm going upstairs to get my hat and then I'm going to leave. Like <laughs> this, the laundry is not a part of the equation. Whereas women are like, I know where all things are in the house at all times. I know where your hat is. I know where your keys are. I know that your blue shirt is in the dryer. Like I know, you know, your left tennis shoe is under the couch. Like I know where everything is. Right. Because we're, we're detailed in that way. So I just think that this this manifestation it's sort of coupled in this sort of like the sexual energy as well in how men are wired again this is sweeping generalizations but bear with me wired to have a directive right and like be a lieutenant and get the woman to orgasm and take her around the dance floor and get that dream car whatever it is like you have a directive and it makes you feel good to accomplish those goals and you just do what you have to do to get there. Whereas with women, there's so much more like flow and so much more when they're in that feminine energy, which of course we have a little bit more of biologically than men. Um, again, sweeping generalizations and heteronormative. I don't know how many times I need to say that, but I hope that that's, <laughs> I hope that's clear. Um, so yeah, like women are in this sort of 
flow and they need to be able to trust. They need to be able to surrender. And these are things that don't come naturally to women who haven't been able to, haven't been shown that they can trust, haven't been shown that they can surrender. Right. And that's in the bedroom and that's in manifestation. Like, you know, we take action and something happens where, you know, we're beaten down or who knows what, right? Like we lose that sense, I think, of security and um, trust in all those kinds of areas. I, like, like I said, before I started mentioning this whole statement, it's kind of roundabout, but I hope I'm making myself a little bit clear. Like, I think there are some things that are sort of inherent with masculine and feminine energy. And once you start to recognize those things, then you can start to sort of piece together why manifestation might come more easily to someone who's just like, well, you do this and you get that. I don't understand what the problem is. But, you know, <laughs> like, well, for girls, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Like, not to mention our hormones are all over the goddamn place. Yeah, like, we're working with a lot sideways, of sideways, you know, like, with a lot of cycles. Yeah, there's like, you know, each day in your cycle, you're dealing with a different influx of hormones that make you feel a bunch of different things. And if your motivation is your feeling, that's complicated. Yeah. I hope that made sense. Yeah. Does anyone have any questions? I, mean, I don't know how you guys do it with all those, all these emotions and chemicals. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. It is. <laughs> it's a gong show. But if you know, Rough. if you know, like yeah. if I'm like some, some, like right now I'm, I'm about to ovulate. So I'm like, I've got like all this energy and I'm feeling like pumped and like, I can take over the world. Give me a week and I'll be like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> really sad and really irritated and if you could just stop breathing over there that would make me so happy like it's crazy but if you know then you give yourself a lot more like grace and ease and you know it's much easier to flow through it but I'm, yeah I'm I was I yeah I Derek do you have anything to add to what Mickey said I don't want to take your spit your spit. No, no go for it okay um I was I had this conversation with this a uh, guy and he was talking about business and he had a successful business and he was very um like very um passionate about telling me like what he sets out to do how he accomplishes it he's very goal oriented and very focused and then the next day he's like I want to apologize because I feel like I got on my soapbox and I was just like telling you what you should do and I was like no that's like that's fine like I'm I gained a lot of what you told me so it's okay but I just wondered if you're tired. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm like, so the only thing that I could maybe offer is like, women are so in tune with their emotions that we use them to tell us when to slow down, when to, when to let other powers at play come in and take the reins a little bit when we're tired. And he, he was just like, he kind of relaxed a bit. And he was, he was like, you know, that would be really nice if I didn't have to, if it wasn't all on me mm. to like make it all happen. And if I could just relax a little bit and see what comes into my world instead of me believing mm. that it's all up to me. That's that balance of the healthy masculine and feminine. And I will say that like that right there was like we talked about earlier in our conversation you being the example and the permission in the healthy feminine for him how often do you think that guy get asks are you tired 
probably like probably one of the very few like handful of people who've ever asked him that everybody else is like yeah just go get that next accomplishment go do the thing go keep doing the thing get the other thing get the bigger thing get the more expensive <laughs> thing and nobody's ever like do you want to just like lay in a hammock and like just pause and just like yeah hurt like there's so i'm working two jobs right now as you guys know one of them is as a project manager for construction and one of my guys is you look at him and he's he looks like similar to me he's got long hair um but he's like a barrel chested like burly guy and randomly one day because I speak the way that I do and I can't help but bring emotional intelligence and my masculine and feminine balance places. Like he and I were alone somewhere one time and he's just like, you know, like I, I, I definitely can't say this in front of the other guys, but like I'm reading this trashy romance novel right now and it's so amazing. I love it so much. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's my favorite thing to read. <laughs> <laughs> yes I love that Aww. it's just like yeah he like he doesn't have that outlet mm. he's, he's talking about uh Nicholas Sparks book I like it's like all I know about Nicholas Sparks is that like it's those types of books so and much. like that's his favorite author but he doesn't feel like he has the permission to say that in front of mm. the rest of these construction guys and there's a 22 year old that works for me and he's the he and his best friend they're both 22 they're like the young guys on the crew that everybody is essentially hazing and if they speak up they're being like shut up new guy all, all this type of stuff mm -hmm. and i'm like you can speak whenever you want i respect you as a person mm -hmm. and one of them is like when he leaves for the day started giving me hugs <laughs> and like, <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like he doesn't get that anywhere else and I hear him bring up things in his relationship and the advice that these men in their oh. 40s are giving to him. I'm like, let me remind you, I teach emotional intelligence. They do not, I would take everything that they're saying with a grain of salt. It's not that they don't have experience and they might not have, they may have some good ideas, but like, mm. yikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, honestly, I think, I don't know. I just, I love this conversation of what it takes to have a balanced relationship, not only with yourself, with masculine and feminine energy, but the balance between someone, a woman in her feminine light and a man in his feminine or in his masculine light, like, and leaning into those things and how not only can they, they balance you as a person, but they can balance our relationship so well, like, if a woman is able to hold a man while he cries, right? That is so powerful. Yeah. One of my mentors has a very interesting concept that I'm not sure I've fully embraced, but I really like it. And I'm still playing with it in my mind that he thinks that men are much more emotionally strong than women are. And women are much more physically strong than men are. And I think a great example of that is how you earlier, Samantha, you were talking about women being like, you're not necessarily controlled by your emotions, but that's kind of like the background of everything is like, how am I feeling? Mm. And that like going to achieve something and you get kicked down the flight of stairs and it's super disheartening and 
that gets you out of the doing and I don't really uh, like ah uh, super discouraged where like I get kicked down a flight of stairs I'm like damn it now I gotta climb that flight of stairs again but like let's go like I'm gonna start climbing yeah. um where you can see all kinds of videos on like Instagram and TikTok of these uh these machines that simulate um having cramps yeah and like men are just bitches like we can't like you're both married when you're when your husbands have the flu how manly are they are they like, I need some soup. I actually they're my, both pretty good my tum -tum. Well, oh, okay no like no mason is because it's like a lot of men want to like be just taken care of yeah 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 my tum tum hurts and bring me some soup and like take care of me please like we fall into that healthy feminine when we aren't capable of that doing anymore. Right. And like, so like physically, like go through cramps every month. No, thank you. Give birth to a child. No, thank you. Like, I'll let that happen with the strong women and uh, I'll continue to be a bitch about that. <laughs> and that's okay. But like, if like, if we're going on a hike, like, I'm like taking that heavier backpack and like I'm supporting you emotionally like while you're there going through all of like your craziness every month of like oh I'm about to ovulate and I'm ready to take on the world and then a week later you're like stop breathing next to me I'm like okay, hey, cool. I know I'm emotionally stronger than you are you can't take this fluctuation it's okay right <laughs> yeah no it's so yeah it's like it's i like it i don't know if i, I fully embrace it i haven't like fully played it out but that's uh something that one of my mentors has that i, I like the concept of it yeah yeah it's really good i mean while you're on the topic of the cycle too i think it's important that men are included in these kinds of conversations of women not they're not it's she's not crazy okay she's not crazy she's she's like <laughs> Derek just gestured. What's that? What's that? How do you call that? <laughs> but she, here's the thing a lot of women aren't in tune with their cycle and they don't know why they're feeling the way they're feeling. And then they act out on that. And I mean, that's a whole spiral that can happen completely out of control because she's just not been taught to understand why she might be feeling a certain way. And then we'll act out and like, God knows what, right? She's not feeling validated or maybe she just hasn't had a glass of water that day. Who knows? But like, <laughs> it, that's how simple it can be that can like trigger you. Um, and it can be a valid reason to act out. I mean, yeah. you literally have a chemical imbalance every month and chemical imbalances make people crazy. Right. So you are kind of crazy, but it's because your body creates a chemical imbalance in you. Like crazy is a... Uh, ineffective like negative label that we put on it and it, yeah. it's fun to say but I mean truly yeah you're going through an emotional roller coaster that, yeah and know. the more everyone understands that I think the world would be a much happier place mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I started making this face for those who are watching I put for those who aren't seeing me I put my hand on my chin as I was about to say something because fuck that guy right yeah if you I, one of our our friends in our in our group was doing an instagram live and she said guys you may want to earmuff and then she said the word cramps and i'm like 
Um, if a man can't hear the word cramp, say it with me. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I worked. <laughs> I, yeah. I worked at Target in college, and one of the people that I worked with was a man in his late forties. He wouldn't do the facing of the tampon aisle. Wow. Because that's gross lady stuff, and I'm like, they're cardboard boxes. Wow. Fuck that guy. If you, <laughs> if the man that you're with can't hear about your period or your cramps or the emotional roller coaster that you're going through in your cycle like fuck that guy like he gets to be man enough to be there to support you and be there with you through it and be understanding that that chemical imbalance is happening in one way or the other Mm -hmm. and you may be reactive and that's okay because I like all of my exes I knew when they were going to be reactive because I talked to them about their cycles and how they felt during their cycles. And so then as I learned their cycles, I'm like, oh, okay, like it's coming, like she ovulates at this time. Like, I know that she's gonna be acting in this manner or like like (laughs) a week later, like I know, like I'm gonna go breathe heavily in a different room, so I'm gonna (laughs) set her off. Like, (laughs) but without that healthy communication and that understanding, like, I would create a more reactive atmosphere in my relationship because of my lack of willingness to hear about what my partner's going through. Right. So fuck that guy. So to sum up today. So to sum up, fuck that guy. (laughs) I'm honestly considering naming this episode fuck that guy. But then they're gonna think you're saying it about me. No, I know, I know. I won't name it that. I won't name it that. Um, no, this has been really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say, for the record, I think that you should start one of these groups of men for women. For women. Oh yes. Consider it. Consider if you, it. If you know I, a I, bunch I, of men who are who are fearlessly in their divine masculine yeah and who like are walking this this kind of uncharted territory I mean it's uncharted for all of us like we're all stepping into this new way of thinking of but like I think that there is a place for men and we're not curving it out there's no there's definitely there's a calling for it but there's no place for them to go like I don't see I it. Will, I don't see I, it. Yeah, I was gonna I say know. I will stop. I mean, I am a part of some groups like that. I've gone on men's retreats that focus on these things, so they are out there. Um, it you have to look for it for sure. Yeah. Um, but we're you know they're out there. We're out there. There. I it, what you're saying is true. I don't think I've ever seen like a healthy masculine group for women that is a very interesting idea i've been told throughout my life that i need to start a course to treat to teach men how to be men Mm. based on those other uh things that we've spoken about yeah it's interesting yeah it would be really cool though for i don't know like for women to like walk into a group and know that she's going to be supported by a bunch of men how cool would that be because you've done that you've stepped into a group with a bunch of women to support you it's amazing I love it. Like, how cool! I look so look forward to Wednesdays. Uh, me too. Aww, so sweet. It's like I almost 
want to actually also start like a a retreat where women can step into that healthy masculine mm. and like feel that power like that we're would gonna be have blocks of wood set up with axes and ladies we're chopping wood and <laughs> i then we're would totally sign up for this so would i then we're gonna Probably go shoot like some guns we're gonna go play in the mud we're gonna start some fires like yeah i would love that because i would love to step into that like doing thing mm. you know instead of like yeah. Yeah, being pushed to do something. Yeah. That would be interesting, you know? Yeah. Supported and that would be really cool. I think we should do it. I think it would be so great. Sounds like you got a couple of courses that you're gonna create yeah. and we're gonna promote them for you. So yeah. <laughs> good go. So get um, on that. <laughs> yeah. So how do people find you if they want to talk to you or get more insight or what what do they do? Where do they go? I like the shocked look on my face. It's like, how would I not think you were gonna ask that? Um <laughs> Let's see here on Instagram. I am Derek dot chalk D E R E K period C H O C K. Um, I know that I at one point had a coaching Instagram. Uh, my main coaching that I do right now is through a company called seal team leaders. That's the very loosely connected to the seal teams. Um, so that I'm not, I mean, I know like stolen valor or anything here like i'm not a navy seal i was never in the military the company is owned by a navy seal and we take the lessons that he learned as a commander in the navy seals for 10 years and we combine that with uh he also went through the same emotional intelligence training that i went through that lead ala the leadership program and so we combine the emotional intelligence with what he did as a navy seal Cool. And so that's how I'm very loosely, I, I know right. Navy SEALs. So I just want to make that very clear <laughs> at the very end. I hope people have listened this long to know. That. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so uh, sealteamleaders.com is the website for that. Um, yeah, I guess it, for me personally, it would be that Instagram and I guess Facebook. Mm, awesome. Okay. I can link those yeah, in well, the show notes yeah. so people can find you after they, if they want to. Okay. Yeah. But this we is need to do this again. I feel like I have so much more to say. Oh, good. That's so great. Yeah. Ooh, maybe he has questions for us. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this has been so, so lovely. And I'm so happy that you gave us your time today um, to talk about these things that definitely need to be talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for allowing me to. Thank you for asking the questions. Because yeah. It was great. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. I'm I was so honored when you're um, we're on our call. You're like, you need to be on our podcast. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was really great. There's a lot of gold in there. And I'm just I'm very grateful for your time and your insight and your masculine light wisdom. Yeah. Loved it. So thank and you. And I am so grateful for your feminine, playful, loving, supportive, <laughs> just open energy. You guys are so much fun. We've known each other for a short time, but like, I love you guys so much. So. Thank you. Feeling mutual. All right. So we are going to sign off. And as always, we love all of you and we wish you a life of joy and abundance. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for spending your time with us. We realize how valuable your time is. Yeah. And the fact that you spent it with us our episodes are usually long <laughs> really long this is normally the point in the outro where we ask you to like and share 
and screenshot this and share it with all your friends. We're not gonna ask you to do that because you are a grown ass human. <laughs> and you can do what you want. You can do whatever you want. If you feel inspired to, great. Awesome. If you don't, we're not here to tell you what to do. It's fine. We love you anyway. In doing this podcast and having conversations outside of this podcast, we realized how impactful these conversations can be. And now we are open to connecting with you and working with you to uplevel your mindset. The beauty about the podcast is you can hear us and how we talk to each other and the types of conversations that we have. And if you can visualize yourself having these conversations with us, then you might be the appropriate client for us to work with. You can head over to our website at ourmanifestationjourney.com and you can sign up there for a free consultation to see if we would be a good fit. The song used in this podcast is called The Little Things, which I love. It's created by the very talented and generous Bonus Points. Actually, his name is Chris, but he goes by Bonus Points. You can find him and his music at his website, which is bonuspointsmusic.com, and his Instagram at bonus.points. And you can find his music on most of the popular music streaming platforms. We listen to him on Spotify. We just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your energy with us. Thank you for sending your energy to us. We're so grateful that you've come along with us this far. We genuinely wish you a life filled with joy and abundance. Mm. Yes. And we'll see you next time on our manifestation journey.